Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have on Allison Scammell, and we are so excited. She is a, a master intuitive coach and energy clearing guru. She is helping entrepreneurs to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. She has also got an amazing podcast that I just got done listening to this morning called The Soul Guide Radio. This podcast is for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs seeking to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. And I don't know about everyone else, but I know that for me, that was very intriguing and I can't wait to learn more. Thank you for joining us, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. So where do you live? I live in The Hague in the Netherlands. I'm originally from the States, but I've been abroad most of my adult life. I've lived in 10 countries and now we're in the Netherlands and we really love it. Oh my gosh. Tell us about it. Yeah. It's really good for kids. You know, it's great for families. It's the number one country in the world for working mothers. It's just great infrastructure for working parents. Schools are really, really good. Like public schools are really good here. You know, we like, we like the organizing principles. Is it kind of like expected, like both mom and father work? I mean, is it long hours or do they, is it structured different? It's just structured different. They have a 35 hour work week. And I think they're going to go down to like 32. So they literally, if they work more than 32 hours, they have to get paid overtime or whatever. Like they can't be forced to work more than 32 hours a week. So that's the first thing, just less hours. And then basically, I don't know, because my daughter is five. I had Freya when I was older, so I'm an older mom, but most of her friends have younger moms and they all work. I, I can't think of one of all of her friends. She goes to a Dutch school. They all work. It's unusual, actually, for a parent to be home. Wow. Yeah, really? Wow, that's amazing. So how many children do you have? So I have three. I always say uh, one I birthed, two I didn't. I'm madly in love with all three of them. So I have two older kids, uh, Sophie and Alexander, 14 and 15, just turned 15 and 12. And then Freya is five. And I had Freya when I was 40. I did the whole career thing first. Just used to work in international humanitarian response. So it just wasn't conducive for relationships, let alone kids. So I kind of got a late start. I love that you named your daughter Freya. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I know that Sophie is your stepdaughter, but yes, the goddess Sophia, I have been yes. on a rabbit hole for a good almost year now. So nice. <laughs> yeah, we're the happiest blended family that I've ever encountered. I feel like you are much like Mandy and I, like your energy and how just very casually throwing very wise information out to people. Not that Mandy and I do that, but I submit the first part for you. <laughs> no, you do <laughs> no, that. You do that. And thank you. But yeah, I don't know if it's the mother entrepreneur part or how that is, because, you know, when I was reading your bio and, and researching you, stalking you, <laughs> I was like, gosh, she, much like Mandy and I, is, you're busy. I mean, you've got a podcast, you're helping other people, yet you still do healing of your own. Or do you still do you like EFT and other practices? Yeah. I mean, I, I am an EFT practitioner, but I do energy healing now, primarily, I market myself as an, an intuitive business coach. And 
mostly entrepreneurs come to me, but I have some folks in corporate and government who don't like their job and they're looking to grow spiritually. So they come to me as well. But what I find is people come to me thinking that they want help with a marketing strategy or make more money in my business. And it really ends up getting the heart of what we do is energy work. It is mm -hmm. that inner, those blocks, right? That we get inside of us that serve as little roadblocks, right? Little uh, speed bumps. And I see it time and time again, the most powerful thing I do with my clients is helping them to remove those blocks. That's what, what I refer to as energy work really is, is helping people remove the blocks that are tethering them down. That's how I describe it. I've never thought of that like bigger picture. You're right. It's almost like if you were to walk into a corporate office and you're working with a group of people, that's energy work. You're really just creating a shift. I mean, isn't that what everything is? Therapy, counseling, e um, EMDR, it's all a way to shift someone's energy. I just, I guess I've never thought of it on like that big of a scale. Yeah. Are you familiar with The Power Versus Force by David Hawkins? I am not. It's a deep read. It's not a you know Saturday afternoon at the beach kind of read. It's a deep read. It's worth it if you're into this stuff. But he he actually rates our energetic vibration on a scale. He calls it the Hertz frequency scale. And I have a little. I'm looking at the wall here because I actually have it on my wall because I like to look at it. <laughs> especially if you're, I'm kind of. I can be a little bit of a numbers person. So especially if you're a numbers person. So our energy body is always vibrating at a certain vibration, somewhere between zero and a thousand. So the lower vibrational frequencies are the, you know, some of the lowest vibrations that we can resonate at are when we're in deep feelings of shame, you know, guilt, helplessness. And then mm -hmm. as we go up the scale, we get into fear and anger. And then we go up the scale and we get into courage and neutrality, interesting, neutrality is actually above courage, which I find kind of interesting. And neutrality, you're resonating at about 250. The Hertz frequency is about 250. And then as you keep going up higher, you get into willingness, acceptance, reason, love is 500. Mm. And when you're resonating at right around 310 or higher, that's when you really are in that creativity. That's when you really become the creator. That's when you really start to intend your experience instead of just respond to life that's coming at you. And mm -hmm. so it's really about ultimately our energy blocks weigh us down. You know, our energy blocks are full of the fear, full of the doubt, full of shame, right? And when we release those, we actually are getting lighter. It's like losing weight, <laughs> energetically speaking. And it enables us to go up higher on this frequency scale. And when we're resonating higher, that's when manifestation gets more powerful. That's when our creativity gets more powerful. Our energy is just more powerful. Right. And so ultimately, that's what I try to do is help people increase their frequency. Okay. Oh my gosh. That like really broke it down. Tell me this author's name again. This is David Hawkins. Okay. Book is Power Versus Force. It's a very kind of heavy reading, but if you're into this, it's worth it. If not, read the Wikipedia entry, you'll, you'll get enough. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our whole world is kind of on that journey right now. Everyone's soul searching, but at the same time, trying to figure out how they can have careers implement the spirituality and soul purpose and still be able to support themselves. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's really what so many of the people I serve, that's their journey. And a lot of the men and women I serve, you know, they have a kind of a complicated relationship with money. 
you know, they're not really motivated by it. But at the same time, you know, we all like to go on good vacations and have nice houses and, and earn more money so you can hire help and grow your business. So I try to really send the message to people that, you know, the universe source, whatever, whatever, however you relate to that, the spiritual world, they want you to be abundant. <laughs> they want you to have resources. Yeah. And when you're in your gifts, you know, most people are called to a business from a soul guided place to really share their gifts, right? To share that unique genius inside of them. And I, though that genius is valuable. Yeah. You know, that we all have a super valuable genius inside. And I also help people to really own that value so they can start earning that income and really being able to serve more, being able to serve more deeply the clients and audience they have, and then reaching more people. Yeah. And the world is better off when people have more abundance to do that. Absolutely. And I loved on your website how I saw that you help people figure out what their gifts are. Like you give them like little snippets to help them own their gifts. So talk about that. How I use snippets of transformation is let's say you guys, you guys are giving snippets of transformation all the time in this podcast, for example. So when you are showing up in your gifts and you, I was listening to your podcast, I was checking you guys on listen notes, top 1%, congratulations. You guys have an amazing thing going here. And you guys are showing up in your gifts when you interview people and talk to people and explore these issues. And every time the listener comes in, maybe you're talking about a topic they've heard a lot about before, right? Mm -hmm. But you guys, because <laughs> you're really good at what you do, you're going to take a different angle. You're going to say something to them that's going to be like, oh, yeah. You're going to give them that little bit so they can actually integrate the wisdom, mm -hmm. actually take action or have that shift. And when people feel that, that snippet, that result, all they want is sense of soul, subscribe. They, they want more of you. And if you're an entrepreneur selling something, offering little snippets of transformation, it's the same thing. Mm. And they absolutely, when they feel that snippet, that little, it can be really teeny tiny. It can be big, of course. Yeah. But as long as they feel that, they're like, this person knows what they're talking about. This person can help me. I want more. I want to go to that next step. I love it. Shanna and I got into a really deep conversation about the goddess Sophia. Mm. And I really, for the first time, kind of felt inclined and attracted to a piece of it. And I, so I started really going down a rabbit hole yesterday, which couldn't have been worse timing because I totally put off cleaning my house and packing correctly for my trip to California, but it was worth it. <laughs> but when I got to the airport, I had, my energy was so high. I literally felt like I had 10 cups of coffee. And then as I'm in the airport, I'm getting this major download of mediumship from a friend of mine's husband. And I know I'm a messenger. So I started like sending her what he was telling me, of course, asking her if she first wanted, she's still in a very deep grieving process. When I got to my hotel, I was like, my bones hurt. I didn't sleep well. My joints hurt, which I've had a problem with. I was unsettled and uneasy. And it wasn't because the conversation wasn't beautiful. It's always a place of love. But is it because my energy 
was so high and then you try to bring it down. So what is your suggestion to people? I mean, it just seems a little unhealthy to always stay in that high vibe. You know, I don't know. What do you think? Well, it's a good question. I always say we're not meant to be high vibe all the time. You know, we're humans. Buddha said to be human is to suffer. And what that means to me really is we're meant to release our energy blocks. And you cannot, it is impossible to release an energy block if you're not experiencing the fear or the anger or the sadness, right? And so in a perfect world, if a trauma happens to us or even a minor annoyance that triggers painful emotions, if we healthfully express them in the moment, we would never have energy blocks. But most of us can't do that, especially when we're children, especially when it's a trauma. What do we do? We take the big emotion and we bottle it up and we chuck it inside. That's our survival instinct. And that's what creates these blocks. You know, I believe that we live many lifetimes. So most of us were all born with blocks from past lifetimes. We're born with blocks from our ancestry. So some of it we inherit, some of it we're born with, right? So we need the low vibrations. We need situations in our outer, outer world to trigger our blocks, to trigger the fear, the sadness, so, that, so we can bring them to the surface to feel them and release them. I would say in your situation, you had gone up, you had gone up to a high vibrational resonance, which is where the uh, mediumship takes place, right? We get in that high vibe. That's when those downloads come in and we really uh, get a clear connection to the spiritual realm. And I'm just going to see if I get an intuitive hit for you. And then what happened? Sorry, just something's coming through here. <laughs> well, <laughs> I received the message that you had a block that was triggered, which is what happens. You had a block coming up. So maybe something happened yesterday that was a bit triggering or recently. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it happens, right? This is what, you know, this is the human experience. To, this is what, what happens. So it's almost like when you're in the high vibrational resonance. Mm-hmm. This is how I understand it. If you have a block that really is at the surface, so what that means is it's ready to be released. Like mm -hmm. it's pain you have inside of you that you've been carrying around and it's ready to go. Being mm -hmm. in high vibrational energy actually lodges it loose. Okay. It helps it come from the inside. So the other thing that lodges it loose is being confronted with a trigger. Yeah. But what can often happen is the trigger plus going high vibe will lodge energy blocks loose in our energy system. And so what can happen? You can crash from fatigue, right? Yeah. Yep, come up and come down. Or you yeah. can just feel a little off. You know, energy blocks aren't always trauma. So it's not always like, I feel, you know, this this deep pain inside. Sometimes our energy blocks are just annoying. They're irritating, right? So, but the thing is like, we'll have an emotional compass that will guide us to it. That's when we know we have the block something feels off. And I think you sensed it. You sensed it. Like something was, here I was high vibe, but then I got to the hotel and I was just so tired. Like something was out of alignment. You're sensing this block is here. Yeah, absolutely. That's that, good. That was really good. Yeah. It's very interesting because where I've been in the past year is kind of where I started in my spiritual journey. <laughs> that high vibe, that super high vibe that it was like, oh God, I have to find this balance between earth 
and working in the spiritual world. And I know that I'm there and I've actually made a conscious decision to kind of stay in there because I'm trying to connect dots. But in the same, I feel very disassociated sometimes from the world. And I really have a hard time having conversations with people over the past year because they can't understand my language right now. So right now, because Mandy's jumped on board with me, finally, um, I have two people to talk to about the things I receive. Yay me. But this is why we started our podcast, right? This is why we do what we do, because there's so many people like me who are receiving things, you know, seeking the truth. And it could be a very lonely journey. And it can also be very hard to, like Mandy said, keep your house up, right? <laughs> you know, make money. You've got to have this balance. And it's something that I've actually consciously not chose to have because I'm in this zone. So we've been doing a project during that time too, which is kind of interesting that now that I'm thinking about that, it's been the same time frame. And we had our deadline on 2 to 2022. And then we have a second deadline on 2 22. 22. <laughs> and so I'm seeing that there's the end of kind of the road with maybe some things and that maybe I'll finally be able to like descend back to the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, like what, what, how would someone that's going out, getting dressed and working in corporate America <laughs> be able to find that balance? And like, what is your advice yeah. to them? No, it's such a good question. And Shanna, I'm happy that like you can get high vibe waves, waves. And I say, ride it, ride that wave, like be up there as high, like follow the feeling. The feeling will always tell you the truth about where you are. And if you're feeling high vibrational, you're truly there. So stay there, <laughs> stay there, ride it. And I also say when you're in those high vibe ways, intend, set your intentions, have an intention practice. Um, you know, uh, very powerful right before you go to bed at night, when you're in that sort of beta wave sleep, you're about to like drift off and like really connect into non-physical energy, write down your intentions. Uh, this is powerful for manifesting money. I intend to get five new clients in my business. I intend, uh, you know, that thing I have for sale that it's going to go for, it's going to fly off the shelf, whatever. It's always a good idea when you're in that those higher vibrations to set intentions. And I totally get it. It can be lonely <laughs> because a lot of spiritual people call it that fifth dimensional space. It's literally a higher vibrational space where most of the planet is in a third dimensional space, which is much lower in vibration. It's denser. There's a lot more pain, a lot more ego wants. So there's a lot of more ups and downs. You know, the ego desires what goes up must come down. When it's soul wants, it's, you're just rising to more joy. In that third dimensional reality, it's a lot of up and down. So some of the lowest, I was just reading about this, super fascinating. Some of the lowest vibrational places are hospitals, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you work in a hospital, they tend to be very low vibrational places, military bases. And I spent 17 years working in humanitarian response. So I spent a lot of time on military bases, even though I've never served in the military, but I'm married to a retired army colonel. Um, so I know a lot about that. Very, I can attest it's very low. It doesn't mean there are bad places. It just means that they have low vibrations and corporate offices were the third ones they mentioned of the, those three places, corporate offices. And I think government offices have really low vibrations because it's a very dense third dimensional 
place where it's about competition. Often it's a lot of ego, power. a lot of separation, yeah. power, climbing, you know, it's low vibrational stuff. So it is hard. And I do tend to attract a lot of women, especially who are in corporate and they want out. They're just tired of it. They're super spiritual beings that just can't take it anymore. That's when they kind of arrive to me and they have a business idea and I help them transition out of corporate and into soul guided entrepreneurship. So um, just to answer your question, sorry, I took the long route. What do you do if you're in corporate and you, you're, you, you don't want to quit or feel like you can't quit anytime soon? Yeah. So there's ways, there are things you can do. It gets back to the snippets, right? The snippets. You know, I know you guys, I know listeners, you've heard this before, but I'm going to remind you of what you already know. Your breath, your breath, your breath will always raise your vibrations, always. So if you've just had an uncomfortable interaction with a colleague, you know, excuse yourself, go to the bathroom, just sit on the toilet, <laughs> deep breaths, deep breaths deep breaths. It's always 100% of the time going to raise your vibration. I would consider bringing music. Uh, you know, there's so many good music that put you in a higher beta state, put you in a higher vibration, um, you know, uh, get, get some good uh, high vibrational music. I just downloaded an album that was amazing. It was called like Zen Spa. I mean, you know, it's like a whole yeah. album of very high vibey music. And I would also maybe a third tip is bring a journal. Writing engages your emotions and engages your right brain and helps you connect into your intuition. So handwriting in a journal is always going to help lift your vibration, your energy vibration. Mm. Um, so those are little snippets that you can incorporate into any busy day. I was thinking about what you were saying. I was like putting myself back into my hospital job. Um, my brother when he was in the army and like his base and, and the battalion, like the vibe I felt when I went out and visited some of them on a base. So I was like thinking, you know, what if, what if we had people that go in those places and shifted that energy? It would help probably the sick in that hospital. Hugely. Yeah. Hugely. Oh yeah. But, but then they'd also be like, why are you, you'd be that annoying, happy person. Yeah. You know? Like the everyone, woo, you know, you'd be the woo. Yeah. They're like, okay, yeah. but, clear the energy. Go, go ahead. Have fun. But I do see that they're slowly integrating. Gonna... Garrett, Mandy, do you remember? She goes to military bases near her. So I think the military. Yeah. I, I think in terms of like healing soldiers with PTSD, they're doing a lot of alternative Ooh. stuff. Why? Because they're seeing it works, right? Yeah. They were doing EFT. I know they're doing lots of different energy modalities. So it is changing and yeah. it's such a good thing. And I think in corporate too, I mean, they understand that people who work in corporate tend to be burnt out, right? And they want people to be productive, right? <laughs> they, they want, they want uh, a, a, a team that's gonna help build the company. So yeah. I think the shifts are happening slowly, yeah. but they're happening. We had on a dear, friend and sole family member of mine a couple days ago for my mini series, the fireman who saved me in 2013. And I saw the look on Shanna's face too. When we were interviewing him, he was talking about the amounts of, of death and the horrific things these firemen's eyes see. And, you know, they didn't, they don't, it's, 
I think they try to have like a high vibe in the firehouse. I feel it when I go there, they're cooking and stuff, but they've been taught to just compartmentalize and tuck it away. And there's so many firemen that become alcoholics and there's so many firemen who die early of heart attacks. And that's something he shared with us statistically. And so that's another place where that high energy and like what you do, helping them to clear those energy blocks would be so life-changing, right? I suggested meditation. Why is breathing such a weird thing for people? We have to do it. But it's, I guess it's that deep, mindful, most of us breathe wrong. I just interviewed a a breath work expert on my podcast. And most of us breathe, we we, we are born breathing properly. So babies breathe properly. At some point, we start to breathe improperly. And this is really interesting. So many of our trauma blocks from past lifetimes, current lifetimes, like, like deep trauma has to do with not having much breath. When you think of a, a trauma, normally you're in a situation, not always, but very often there are trauma situations where we literally are out of breath or don't can't get much breath. And so it, it that kind of trauma can really just manifest in us breathing shallowly. It really just like in our normal sitting resting position most of us breathe too shallow and we're breathing from the upper part of our chest instead of from the lower part where it really you know oxygenates our bodies so it's just those mindful deep breaths yeah you can you can can always just feel your stress levels go down have you ever heard of one of those necklaces that you it's like a tube and it's almost like you're, you're smoking weed or something, actually the breathing technique in it, but you breathe in as much as you can out in this little tube. And then you breathe out into the tube as much as you can. It's a necklace. I have one, my daughter has one, but I'm telling you, you do that four times and whatever's going on in your life, you're good. Like you physically feel different. It's just breathing. It's just breathing. I, mean, I love that. I had not heard of that, but oh, so listeners who are in corporate, Get one of those necklaces. That's perfect. And they're cute. They're not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to just use myself as an example. If I came to you, Allison, and said, I don't know what my gift is. I just know there's, I'm an empath and I know that I'm here to serve humanity. What would be the steps that you would take? What are the snippets you'd, you'd give me? Yeah. So... I would probably, I do a little bit of looking back in the past. A lot of my work is very intuitive. So I would just kind of intuitively tap into what I'm receiving to be your gifts. And I would kind of put that on top of an exploration into the past when you just felt like you were in that zone. You were riding that high vibrational wave and you were just creating, it was just like coming out of you like magic. And what were you doing? What were you creating? Very often, it's not about the creation itself. Like I had a client once who was a professional singer and she was always like, well, my gift is singing. Normally, yes, people can sing really well, but normally the real gift is underneath it, the way she sings, the way Mm -hmm. she connects with her audience. So if she decided to become a motivational speaker, it would be the same kind of connection, right? Or if she decided to be a painter, the painting would have that same feeling with the audience. And we realized that her gift was really about pushing the edges. And so she 
felt most alive when she was singing the super high notes and the super low notes and kind oh. of going all over the place and doing different things and Vibration. exploring. Yeah. And so her gift was really in that pushing edges, pushing boundaries, doing things differently, not doing it the way everybody else does it. So if she decided to become a painter tomorrow, she would be pushing boundaries and painting. I would take you through that process, but I could see oh. if I could get, uh, if you want to, Mandy, I could get, see if I get an intuitive hit right now. You know what I love about you, Allison, is that you own your intuitiveness. So yeah, you do. that block that I had yesterday was that I finally kind of came out of the closet with my mediumship. Like I finally, after, you know, all these years was like, I, this is just me and these people that had been pushing me down, telling me it's the devil in disguise and all this. I was like, no more. Like I'm owning it. And um, I for you. you have like um, almost 500 downloads. I think you came out the closet a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in my small circle with family, yeah. you know. Yeah. Sometimes the inner circle is the hardest to own it. And yeah, I was- we've been praying they don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> so do you tend to kind of lean more towards women and do you tend to, to lean more towards the ones you were saying are trying to kind of get out of that corporate job and still find abundance? Cause that's a really scary place. Like Shanna and I, when we first started our podcast and we still hear it and it terrifies us, we like, we started this thing where all of our listeners were like, you inspired us to quit our job. And now we're just done. And we're like, wait, 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 no, no, no. Like you need to have a plan in place. Like you can't just like, you got, you can't just quit and then not have any money. Like, <laughs> so most of my clients are either already spiritual entrepreneurs or they want to become one or soul guided or, you know, kind of in service entrepreneur, however you would describe that. So it is a thing, you know, like that transition from day job, if you are not independently wealthy or if you don't have a partner who's just gonna pay the bills while you launch your business, and I would say most people don't have that, you need to think about how am I going to survive whilst I launch because businesses do take time. You know, I get really annoyed on social media when coaches are like, oh my gosh, I just launched my business and I had my first $200,000 year. That is such an exception and I'm willing to bet that that person almost all the time they had a marketing background. Maybe they had some seed money to really invest in their business. There's always a story there they're not telling. Most people, it takes time. It takes time to, you know, you gotta learn. A lot of us don't know about sales and marketing. So you have to learn that. You have to learn your gifts. What are my gifts? What do I wanna offer? Who do I wanna serve? What social media platform do I wanna be on? How can I engage with that platform? There's a learning curve and it just takes time. One of the things I will say if someone comes to me and is like, I'm a corporate, I want to start, I want to be a coach or a healer, I can't stand my job anymore. I say to them, either stay in your day job as long as you possibly can mm-hmm. and downshift as much as you can. So you're paying the bill, you're like, you're finishing your tasks, you're earning your paycheck, but you're not maybe devoting all of your energy to the day job. So there's a little bit left over for the side hustle, your business. And if you really can't stand it anymore, consider a bridge job, a bridge job where maybe it's a part-time job or it's not a demanding job. So you've got something that will help you fuel your business. And then once your business starts getting some traction, then it is a great time to go full-time with the business. Mandy and I didn't start with the purpose of having this be like some sort of income in our lives. We just really truly wanted to share. 
So it was really this purpose that led us into a place where now we put a lot more um, hours into podcasting and into sense of soul than we do in a job. So if, you know, we've been working on monetizing and we have all these projects guys have created something really special that people want to be a part of. So I love it. And I'm really honored to be here contributing to this beautiful vision, this medium. Do you do any monetizing or do you just use it just to chit chat like we did? Well, uh, my podcast is my lead magnet in the sense that Mm -hmm. it is the, the place where I show up consistently and the most. And I just, I mean, essentially for me, I get, I use it to get people excited to work with me. Yeah. And really, it's where I feel like if you compare my podcast with other business coaches, I feel like I'm sharing free content that most coaches charge for. And I do that because I know a lot of people can't afford my prices. And that's fine. Like I, I want to serve those people. And so I'm in service to them, giving them really high value free content. And then those people who are ready and have the ability to invest who are like, I need to hire Allison then that has, you know, kind of warmed them up and got them excited and, and just let them know that, that I'm the right coach for them, you know, cause they were, they're able to get to know me through my podcast and, and they can self-select to be like, yep, Allison's the one I need to hire. <laughs> I like that. Good for you. You know, it's Chelsea Christ, the Miss USA champion. Unfortunately, she chose to jump off of a 60-foot story building in New York. She had written this article about turning 30 in Allure magazine. And it kind of goes with a little bit about what we were talking about. Her words just really captured me. And it was, I discovered that the world's most important question, especially when asked repeatedly and answered frankly, is why? Why earn more achievements just to collect another win? Why pursue another plaque or medal or line item on my resume if it's only for vanity's sake rather than out of passion? And she says, why work so hard to capture the dreams I've been taught by society to want when I continue to find only emptiness? And oh my God, I was heartbroken because she was an attorney she was um, every magazine. She was um, had every master's degree you could think of. She was an extra spokes model. It looked like she had everything, but she was in this job that was just leaving her feeling empty. And it obviously took over. And then she talks a lot in this article about society putting so much pressure on women and also like their looks. She said one, how do I shake society's unwavering norms when I'm facing the relentless tick of time? It's the age old question. What happens when immovable meets unstoppable? And she's, she's talking about a grinning, crinkly eyed glance at my achievements thus far makes me giddy about laying the groundwork for more, but turning 30 feels like a cold reminder that I'm running out of time to matter in society's eyes. And it's infuriating. And I mean, her words just struck me so hard because I feel like a lot of people are stuck in that space where they're busting their ass. They're making the money, but they're they're not doing it for themselves. Yes. And they're not aligned with it. And it's slowly eating at them and they're just going home feeling empty. And I wish she would have met someone like you, Allison, Mm. you know? And so it's like, 
what does someone do when they're stuck? What do they do? You know, do you give up all of those master's degrees? Do you give up the microphone when you're on extra? Do you give up your Miss Universe crown? How do you make that first step to really finding out your soul's purpose? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I would say in a situation like this where you're feeling like that, uh, that's when it's just healing. Yeah. You know, you know, she obviously had something deep inside of her. We probably don't even know about, right? And that yeah. that deep wound, that deep pain was just too much for her to face alone. I feel like a lot of our listeners aren't there, but a lot of them are are stuck. It, you know, they're they're like they want to align with their soul's purpose, but they don't even know the first step. Where do they start? Yeah. So the thing that's coming through really is, and these are some downloads I've been getting from source recently, and you've probably heard this before, but I really want you to go deeper with this. I was really noticing and being hyper mindful of when and where you're shooting on yourself. That word should almost 100% of the time is taking you out of alignment to your soul's calling. It's that should, I should stay in corporate. You know, I should do this. I have all these degrees. I should use my degrees, even though my my work that these degrees got me to is sucking the life out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I should not be too spiritual around my family because I'm making them uncomfortable. I should just pipe down because if I'm too loud and too much, people won't like me. Won't I won't be accepted. And so what I've been guided to lately is just a hyper mindful of any shooting and just questioning that. Is that really true that you should or should not be doing that? Is it really true? And then the other thing I would suggest to people is always going in, like, where do you connect in to get that intuitive guidance, that soul guidance to really be like, well, okay, I've been shooting on myself. Well, what is the real answer? What is the truth? So I always guide people to take a few deep breaths, getting that two to three big belly breaths with big inhales and big exhales. And then I invite people to tune into their heart space. That heart energy helps elevate your energetic resonance. Our heart chakra is some of the highest energy that we can experience in our energy body. And when we connect into our heart energy and become mindful of our heart energy, we connect into our inner voice, our intuition. And our intuition is always 100% of the time going to guide us to our soul's path. It's going to guide us to what your soul is, is yearning for you to be your next step. And you can just ask. You can ask any question of your heart. And if you feel like you don't have a connection or I'm not sure about this or I don't have a lot of experience with this, I always say start with yes, no questions. Yes, no questions. I'm feeling off about this thing. And I keep telling myself I should do it. Is that true? Should I? And your heart's going to give you a yes or a no. It might be just a whisper. And sometimes our heart, our intuition speaks to us like a feeling. So you'll feel a feeling state. A yes is often open, expanding, freeing. You feel like you're opening up. A no is heavy, contracting. You know, you feel like you're coming in. Our body will actually lean forward for yeses and lean backwards for no. So you can see if you you feel like a natural inclination to your question to lean forward or backward. And then you can also just, you know, for some of us, you know, you can just see if you hear a message or if you get a symbol, see what you hear, you sense, you know, 
and you just tune into your intuitive gifts. I do that in my, like every Reiki class, teaching yourself to be like your own pendulum, actually, is what I call it. But yeah, yes, exactly. You, do, you move forward, you shift forward. So yeah, they're not like the typical story. Like we, we usually get someone that comes on that was like, I was a tax attorney sitting in a cubicle my whole life. And one day I had a mental breakdown and I went home and you know, whatever. Okay. You're like, you were doing service work in our world. You were traveling internationally being of service and, and then you shifted. And I know it's because you had a child, but I mean, as, as speaking of a child, as a child, did you know always that you wanted to serve? And then why did you make that? Are there more reasons? Yeah. So the short answer to this is I am more of a typical story than I've let on. <laughs> I was uh, 17 oh, years. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm more of that guy. I'm that tax guy. Because I, I started out in, uh, in I, I, from the youngest of age, I felt called to serve and I wanted to work internationally and work in like humanitarian response. Even though when I didn't have the words to describe that as a small child, that's what I wanted. And that's exactly what I did after college. I did it for 17 years. I was working for the government, for the US government, and I was working for NATO as a humanitarian advisor. Oh. And about year, I would say year uh, seven into that, I really started to feel like that tax accountant. I just felt like so like this is not how I want to serve. I felt awful. I was uh, I was really unhappy. And okay. then I got kind of addicted to the adrenaline rush and life overseas. And then I started just trying to start escape my problems by let me just go to the next, you know, hot zone so I can forget about things. And eventually it all just mm -hmm. caught up to me. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Your body was constantly like, no, no, <laughs> it was. When you have that no contracting forward, it's very heavy, that sort of heavy, constricting, exhausted all the time. Yeah. It's so funny. I think a lot of kids, if you if you have them in front of you, and I, I don't know, I don't you have the builders, you know, we have on a we had on a guy named Shai Tabali who has this amazing book about like the chakra system and it's it's about chakra personalities and it's it's brilliant. But I find that most children do know what kind of line of work they want to go into. Like my little one's always like, I want to be a teacher or I want to be a nurse. You know, um, it's the empaths, especially that need to learn like you when you're going into a job like that, how to protect your energy. Like as I mean, I'm assuming you're an empath. Um, how important is that? It's super important. I'm a huge empath and I did not know about shielding my energy, protecting my energy. I don't know if you guys dabble in human design at all. I didn't know anything about my human design type. I'm a projector. I have the worst design type for working in an office setting, like a nine to five. It's, I'm just not designed for that. I didn't know anything about it. So, and I had a spiritual breakthrough in 2009 when I had a near-death experience. Before then, I think all of my intuitive gifts were just shut off. I didn't know about them. I was interested in spirituality and I was just scratching the surface. You know, I had read Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle, but I wasn't a medium. I didn't have an opinion about past lifetimes. Like wow. I was like, yeah, sure. I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm open to the concept, but that changed everything. That was real. That was really my moment where mm -hmm. everything changed. And when I came back from that, I had, I was kind of blown open spiritually. 
that really set me on a whole new path. And eventually from that, I found coaching. And from that, I eventually found doing this intuitive business work. Uh, but that was like a whole second path, you know, yeah. from the first one. I can relate. That's what happened to me. I had that near-death experience and I was never the same. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to share what happened or is that is that too personal? It. It is not too personal, but it really, it's, uh, unfortunately, it's not, I, I always, my little joke is it's not your average NDE. It's not your typical NDE. And it just takes a little bit of time to, yeah. to tell properly. Do you share on your podcast about your NDE? Well, so that's a great question. One of my big things that I'm working on now is to actually tell the story. I've never, I've told it twice publicly, but to a closed audience, not recorded. Um, I'm working up the courage now. What it's been 12 years later. I've talked about all this stuff. I, it's not like I hold back, but for some reason I've had a lot of resistance just telling my bleeping story. But I'm finally ready. And to be honest, this is um, this is truth now. I'm going to be recording the episode of my near death experience next week. I'm going to record it, and I hope to release it in the next couple months. So stay tuned to Soul Guide Radio for that. Well, let us know and we'll help promote it because I oh, think it's wonderful. You yeah, know, that you. was a big thing for me too. Mandy and I saw vulnerability totally different um, when we first started that. She saw it as a strength and I saw it as, oh God, it's a weakness. Everyone's going to know all of your dirt. And it took me a long time, but it, I felt so free, Allison, when I finally could free myself from the things that I wanted to share and I needed to share. I believe it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been in a little bit of a cage when it comes to this issue, a cage I put myself in. Yeah. You know, the reason I asked is because I think there's this assumption that all near death experiences come from like you, you died and your heart stopped and, and that's not true. And we've had on like, you know, Evan Alexander who, who did. And so they come in all different forms. I publicly wrote about mine, but Shanna and I did a Patreon put mini series in theirs of like mine, my near-death experiences in there and hers on her ancestral lineage and what she uncovered. It felt safer. It's so hard to tell your story when part of your story might be someone in the past, you know, that still is part of your family or your outside circle. And they're going to hear that the part they played in your life actually wasn't that great at the time. And so, yeah, it is, it's, it's freaking scary. It's yeah. Especially it when you hear a lot about other people's feelings like we do. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my family was got involved in my NDA in ways that I didn't want them to, but I, you know, I believe that all things happen for a reason. So they had their own healing to do and they they had their own yeah. reason. And, you know, they never really understood it because you're a hundred percent correct that, uh, not all NDEs are the same. They're not all like you get hit by a bus, pop out of your physical body, see Aunt Martha, you know, long lost Aunt Martha, decide to come back. They're a lot deeper, more layered than that. And that was definitely my experience. You know, I think about my family who I love and adore, and they're generally very supportive. But, you know, it's it's that inner circle often that you think about the most that, you know, yeah. it's just uh, that that resistance comes up. Go ahead and shout out all of your um, website and your coaching and your podcast. Tell our listeners really fast where they can find you. 
Well, thank you for asking. So head over to alisonscammell.com and yeah. I have a really cool free gift going on at the moment and that is a guided meditation and it's an energy upgrade meditation and it actually helps you exactly what we were talking about, release an energy block that's weighing you down so you can literally raise your energetic vibrations. I get so much positive feedback from this guided meditation. So it's yours for free. All you, have, you can sign up on my homepage and then I have my labor of love as well, Soul Guide Radio. You can check that out from my website. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. What I invite in is just to notice how you're feeling. I don't want you to just be like, oh, well, I'm neutral. I invite you to really ask, how am I really feeling? Just see if what comes up. If it's something painful, I invite you just to be in that feeling for a second and release it. If it's something high vibe, I invite you to be in that high vibration and see if you can raise it even higher. Thanks so much for spending this time with us. Thank you. You guys are amazing. I am just, I, I'm now like a super fan of Sense of Soul. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank All you. right. Honey. Have, Have a, a good bye, night. Freya. Bye, Allison. Thank you. Bye. bye. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.